Unfiltered Vitamin Z, brought to you by Zaev. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those that identify otherwise. We're going to do this for you one last time on season 11. I got my, my M&M's. I got my tea. Some chamomile. That's... Love and weed. But only one time. Love and weed. That's one of, the, one of his best songs. Ragamuffin. Um, en la esquina. Ponmela en el aire. Prendelo. Prendelo. That's what means light it up. Prendelo. That's something I was thinking about a lot, actually, was the way certain words could be used multiple different times in multiple different cases. So you have, like, in Spanish, you got, like, manga. Oh, shit. Like, in Venezuela, you got, like, the mangoes. Oh, this is a good example, actually, if you're watching this on video. Look at my Eminem. Shit. This is mango. This would be, like, manga. Like, double this little size. And that can actually be used for multiple things, like... Manga de la camiseta. It's like at the. It's like when you roll it up a little bit. I think it has something to do with the shirt. It can be used in that context too. And then there's the manga of like the handlebars of the bike. Actually, I think I have it written down here. Am I not so shit? The notebooks flip to the page. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. The manga for fruta. Comic. The Japanese shit. La camiseta. The handle. Oh, the handle of a pen. A sartén. And the handlebars of a bike. So that same word used in so many different cases. So that's why it's very important to listen to the context of shit. Not what you say. And it's not how you say it. It's how you use it too. There was something else I was going to say right before I hit record. Now I can't remember. Mm. Right before I hit record. That's why I can't remember. Right before I hit record. I saw my dad call me back. And usually it's my mom the one that calls and interrupts the podcast. But now it's my dad's turn. And... Damn, I lost track again. Yes, kids. I was going to talk about kids. Fuck. I was going to talk about, like, kids and legacy. Like, a lot of times, what's the what's the point of building something if you ain't got nobody to, if you ain't got nobody to leave it to? But then that always seems that contradict, too, at the same time. It's like, for me, for example, like, I always wish there was something to, like, like, you look at it, some Italian family, this motherfucker's a butcher or a barber or whatever because that's what they've been doing for generations. There's recipes they cook in the kitchen that's been passed down for generations. Some people don't want that. Some people run away from the legacy and tradition and generation. They go start something new. They're like, I don't want to work in the family business. I don't want this. Like, don't give me nothing. Like, I'm fine. I'm just doing whatever. They don't like that. For some people, that's, that is freedom. For other people, that's restricting all the, all the way you want to look at it. It's the same issue like Wonderbear was in the Hannah Cultura book of the farming that, you know, you have these multiple kids and you hope there's somebody to take over the farm, somebody to help you with the work and everything and to stay in that town. But then you see a lot of people leaving the town. You see a lot of empty places in Europe and Spain and Italy with them fucking $1 houses and shit. And it's because... Okay, um, sorry, I was clicking on a new song. So you got all these like one year houses and shit. And you got all these people leaving, going to the cities and want to live their own life and do all that shit. And that's cool and everything. Like good for those people. But at the same time, creates this um, population gap. China had the same issues. China was fucking up a lot about the agricultural issues because that a lot of people, a lot of kids moved to a lot of these different cities. But they got 
dozen, like an easy like dozen cities with at least 10 million people in, each, 10 million in one of them. The US has only got one city like that, and that's fucking New York. So all these other countries ain't got no match when it comes to China, because they flip new cities like they're fucking pizzas. They will build that shit in a heartbeat and fill it with a bunch of motherfucking people. Mm. The manga M&M is pretty good, actually. Let me try the mango one. Not bad. So yeah, a lot of these different people move to the city. And then on top of that, China don't have a lot of sustainable agricultural land. What they call arable land. A-R-A-B-L-E. So Italy has the same issue. Spain, the US, of course, a lot of farming issues. So it all comes down to like, damn. Maybe for some kids that don't know what to do. It's easy to just inherit something and stay at home with the parents. And then for those that also don't know what to do, don't think that they're going to figure it out staying at home. So they want to go out and explore and figure out where they can figure that out, what it is they want to find out. You know what I mean? Now, the people are for sure knowing that they want something and they know where to go get it. So they leave and go for that. And all the people are sh don't know what they want, but they know this isn't what they want. Like Matthew McConaughey said in his speech at, at the University of Houston, that graduation speech of like, sometimes people struggle so much to figure out what they like. And he says, sometimes don't start with that. Then start with what you don't like. Go from there. Start not with what, who you are. Start with what, what you're not, who you're not. Casey and I said the same thing. He's like, you know, I don't know how to find my passion. It's like, start doing shit you hate. Because when you do shit you hate, you will be so fed up doing what that is that you will start thinking about what would I rather be fucking doing? And then that fascination, that imagination that you will start carrying away with while you're doing the shit that you hate will start to lead you more. And if you're, and if you're tuning into it with a bit more self-awareness and you start feeling you're like, shit, I think I know what I really want to do now. Or at least something that's not this. You know what I mean? It's, it's a first step because that basic shit that you're doing that you're hating just for a paycheck. You can always you can always go back to that shit. You can always go try that shit that you were thinking about and you're like, nah, that didn't work. And then you go back because, you know, you still got to eat and shit. And then when you're doing that, that you don't, that you hate, you will find something that's like, man, I really hate this shit. Or what do you want to be doing with this? And then you'll come up with another thing and run with it and keep running with things until you fucking fail. And then if you, even if you do fail, figure out, are you, are you failing because this isn't for you? Or are you failing because failures are part of fucking life? You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out what failures are inherently there and will you got to go with a path of, 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 of a least resistance. You got to, you know, sure, you might have a passion for that, but you really suck at it. Or maybe there's other issues with doing it right now. So you got to find that mixture and balance between that passion with practicality of what you're good at, of what who you can be. Because in the book, Things Like a Muck, the author said that there's two lies that everybody gets. And one is like, you will never amount to anything. And the other one is that you can be anything you want to be. Those are both lies, even though, because you can amount to shit. But you're not going to amount to anything you fucking want to be. No. There's a certain limit for it. Depending on the person. Depending on where you're from. The skills. The the market. The the sheer luck sometimes in certain situations. You know what I mean? Like uh, Chris Rock said about people lying to their kids. Like you can be anything. Like no. Why don't we tell people like you can be anything like you're qualified for. Like the things you have skills for and experience doing. If they're hiring. And it still wouldn't hurt to know somebody. Like it's, it's not as. It's not as magical as we like to make it out to be. You know what I mean? Not, that's why there's always this PR story that this person had zero dollars and met this person. Boom, instantly became rich. Like, whoa, chill the fuck out. Like, don't really happen like that. So, kids, 
Y'all want to have kids? You think about having kids? Do you like already have kids? Are you a kid yourself? Shit, I don't know. Let me know. DM me on at an unfiltered vitamin Z. I thought kids would be cool in a theoretical sense if I wasn't anxious. Y'all hear that? Shit. I think that fell out of my jeans. 51 cents? 52 cents? God damn. So as I was saying, yeah, kids, in a theoretical sense, it would be cool if I wasn't anxious and depressed sometimes. And had a lot of money. Maybe kids would be cool. But you see a lot of poor people with kids, like a lot of kids. And you see a lot of rich people. Like I remember one time reading something in a survey talking about the average man as he gets rich in the U.S. is inclined to have less kids. That's interesting. Because you see a lot of poor motherfuckers with kids. A lot. And it makes you wonder, like, yo, how will you plan on feeding them? And then in Arab countries, that happens all the time. Then they start, and especially with daughters, start marrying them off really hella young because they can't afford them. And it's like, why the fuck did you give birth to them? I was at this speech. It was like a motivational speech when I was in middle school. This black dude, I don't know what he did, but he was so well in his delivery and everything. Talking about his life and music and how we made a living. And he said he has seven kids and a lot of people were cheering. And he's like, I've had e- I have seven kids. Thank you. But I've had each one at a time where I have two things. The time, the r- r- actual time to help take care of them and the money that is needed to do so. So he was such a cool dude. And I remember there was a lady constantly like cheering him and, and, and so supportive. She was really close to the front that he like gave her $5 in the middle of the fucking presentation. And I was sitting all the way in the back. But it was pretty cool. Seven kids. That's not... I mean, we're not in the baby boom era. Everybody's popping fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't want kids. A lot of countries have that issue of not having kids. Like Germany. An Asian population. People living healthier and longer. And more money going around. And then not having enough kids, and then that means that you're not gonna have a labor force to do shit, to pay taxes, that's gonna support all your fucking old people. That's a scary thing. That makes you think, holy fuck, was this virus designed to kill all these people that were gonna die anyway, that were wasting money and medications and, and, and hospital room for the sick and elderly. And it's and it's such a shame to even think about that, but it's like that was the main target. I mean, that was the main people susceptible. Those the first ones dying. Interesting. Okay, Italy hit really bad, and all these different places that get hit really bad, they their targets like places China have been trying to fuck up. They got a port. They bought a port in Greece. They've been investing in doing shit in Italy and Spain. They've been doing a lot of investments in Africa, but they don't want to kill those motherfuckers. Why? They got a lot of young, hardworking people there. They got a lot of young, hardworking people there that have been trying to immigrate to Europe that could immigrate, that could be brought here. Sub-Saharan and North Africans could be brought to Europe to do a lot of this population gap thing. You know what I'm saying? Adoption. That's literally what we're doing. We're adopting people. Instead of using our own, there's other people around the world. Because if you think about it, very close to places like Spain and Germany where people are getting old and not having kids, you know where people having a lot of kids, where there's like a significant portions of the population at a young age in their 20s and 30s? North Africa, like Algeria, Palestine, all these, the whole Middle East and North Africa. 
but they would rather kill off these old people than to fucking bring younger people to do that shit for them. Why do you think Germany took over a million Syrians? Not out of love. They could have took the million Africans at any fucking time they wanted to, but it behooved them for these people that were white. Everybody knows Syrians are, are fucking white. They're some of the whitest Arabs there, there, there are. That's my theory, that it, it was easier for them to swallow it. If they were going to take refu- refugees, to take all these white ones than to take up a, a million Africans. That's a, I mean, you, that's noticeable if you got a million black people walking around Germany. But Syrian shit. And, and then there was a whole discussion, too, for a lot of countries, especially Canada, to bring Syrian Christians um, first over Muslims. So all this shit is playing in the back of people's heads, too. The religion, the race. Hmm, I got a message. Oh, it's my mom. She said, I love you. If you got somebody that cares about you like that, you got a roof, you got some M&M's, you got some tea, motherfucker, you are a lot wealthier than others might say you are. Then you even might allow yourself to think, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot, it's a lot of things to be grateful for if you're willing to look at gratitude. That's not just a fucking checklist. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I have gratitude. <laughs> no. Gratitude is more than that. Gratitude is perspective. It's perspective. There's a, and there's a physical thing you have to do when you're grateful for something. You got to tell people, thank you. You got to express that a little bit too. You can't just be like, yeah, I have gratitude. Are you telling people that? Are you telling people to their face and expressing that? And are you getting that love back too? Think about that. Like parents do a lot of shit for kids and kids will be some ungrateful motherfucker. That's the worst thing about being a parent. That's why I don't want to be one. Because I don't want to have brats. I don't want to have these horrible kids. And then I don't really want to have to whoop their ass so they can be grateful. You know what I mean? And I don't want to sit down and give them lectures either and waste my breath. But motherfuckers that at the end of the day ain't going to listen anyway. So, I don't want to be disappointed. You know when your parents will tell you, I'm just, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. That shit would sting. I would rather take a beating than hear that word. That that shit would fucking hurt, make you feel like, fucking tomorrow the school I'm just going to wear a trash bag. That's it, I I ain't wear shit. I'm disappointed. Yeah. And then the whole climate change argument, like, a way to significantly reduce your carbon footprints to not have kids. But then it makes you think the kind of argument, there is a lot of kind of arguments to it then. But how can you fucking care about the future of this earth? If, uh, excuse me. How can you care about the future of this earth if you ain't got no stake in it? If you don't have investment in it? If you ain't got something holding on to you here? You know what I mean? That once you die, that there's a better world for who? But. Hmm. Let me think of something I wrote. Hmm. I want to leave this for the kids. Not mine, but just the same. All children of God. All these rhymes I got. To give everything back that I got. Every day contemplating the meaning of life. Not just why we suffer, but why some take pleasure in it. I pray then I hope I can reconfigure it. A Dewey Masar, the struggle of the reality on the streets, struggling for Masari on the streets, Kadab Sharmuta Harami, lies, politics, toxicity, harmony, giving back a piece of me, regardless, all of me, surface level shit, like the epidermis. Things might be crystal clear at first, dig deeper past the dirt, dig deeper so the crust of the earth tells you was hurt. Amazon into Savannah, heart of Africa, desert. News every day make my header. Ignorance is bliss like Tempur Pita comfort. A Dewey Masar, if you watch the movie Adu, A D U. With a deal did with a line over the U. It's on Netflix. It's a Spanish movie and a little bit of French because I think the the kids from Cameroon. 
you can see that migration. Like I said, it's a very personal story of the shit that happens all the fucking time of motherfuckers trying to get from Sub-Saharan Africa through Morocco and through the border between, because Spain has a peace literally on, on North Africa. So people trying to get through that border and trying to get get to Europe. And it's, it's a sad story. Like, I didn't want to watch that movie. My friend made me watch it with him and I fucking hated him for doing it, but that's just the truth. Anyway, I'm going to head out. Season 11 finale. I'm tired. I got a haircut, though. If you can't see this, if you listen on Spotify or some shit, pop on the YouTube. I got a nice fade. The camera work ain't the best for you to see it, but I feel good. That's what's important. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Filter Vitamin Z on Instagram. No, seriously, if you're listening, like, I fucking appreciate you. Sign up for the email list on my website, Zaid, for exclusive um, news, promotions, content, all that good shit. You get a free download by signing up, and I'm doing a $100 raffle um, for anybody that signs up. And then if for anybody you recommend, you know, if more people you tell to sign up, that your name gets added more times into the raffle. So do that, $100. Take care. Thank you so much.